Hi, and welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us here at Tell Me Where to Go, where you'll hear travel tales from all over the world designed to inspire, inform, and get you travelling around this wonderful world. My wife and I, we love our gin. There's a new trend now for botanicals gin, and that's gin that is flavoured naturally. Greg Garnish is the winemaker from Wise Wine, which is at Mealup in the Margaret River region of Western Australia. It's a wonderful winery. I have been there. And he had the idea of making gin botanicals using the plants from towns that have the word gin in them. Greg Hello, wonderful to speak to you. I can assure you that my wife in particular is very excited about that because she loves her gin and we do like botanicals. So how did you get the idea for using the plants that are native to towns with the word gin in them? Our original gin is called Gin Gin Gin. It's the original Gin 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 made in Western Australia. It was kind of a logical choice to extend the production of Gin 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 to a Wajin and Narajin and Corrigin. And what we identified is in that southwest region, there's about 7,000 species of plants that are not found anywhere else in the world. Yes. So our challenge was to narrow that 7,000 botanicals down to just a few that we could turn it into gin. So with the botanicals, I know that you've been to each of the towns that are represented in your botanicals collection, but when you get these plants, what are you looking for as far as the flavour is concerned? The biggest challenge was to get something that smelt and tasted pleasing. It needed to be quite hedonistic. The other challenge was to try and get plants that were quite different. Mm. We wanted to produce seven gins that are quite different. So the challenge is to get into these towns and not choose the same family of plants. They yes. generally all have a similar type of character. Yes. We collected about 70 to 80 different leaves and barks and roots and nuts, distilled them all individually. And from there, we narrowed it down to about 10 botanicals that we used. Right, because I should imagine some of them that may have, may have had bitter tastes or whatever. So you were probably looking at, at the ones that were best for the palate, were you? Absolutely, yeah. Some of them, when we distilled them, were, were just terrible. They did not smell good at yeah. all. <laughs> Which <laughs> like, you, don't want to, you don't want to be drinking that. <laughs> no. Now, you've chosen seven towns. There are 11 towns in Western Australia with the word gin in them, but you've chosen seven. And how did you choose those seven? How did you knock four gin towns off? We knocked the four off mainly because they are not a town anymore. Some of them are deserted towns. Some of them never actually became a town. So it was quite easy just to choose the seven biggest towns with gin in their name. Yep. But it was interesting, as we travelled around, there's a lot more locations in WA that have gin in their name. The interesting one is just outside of Gin Gin, there's a Gin Gin Up. <laughs> so essentially the place of, the place of, the place of, which is just amazing. What are the seven towns that you've chosen to be represented in your botanicals? So we, we went to Wajin, Narajin, Damjin. Corrigan, Montagin, Bajingara, and Jinjin. You had to get to Jinjin. I particularly know the Bajingara region quite well because friends of ours had a farm up there. Basically, 
that whole farm was surrounded by parklands that's been preserved because of the yeah. abundance of plants up there. You said you had 7,000 choices to make, really, with the number of flowers or plants in these regions. And those towns, they cover quite a big area, don't they? They sure do. Bajangara, in particular, was a hotspot. We met a, a gentleman named Don Williams, and he used the term floralistic diversity quite a lot in our conversation. His farm alone has over 500 species of plants that are not found anywhere else in the world. Wow. It's a really unique spot, and we could have made 500 different gins from his property alone. That's a future project, I guess, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. Unfortunately, the Department of Land and all the environmentalists don't yeah. really care about these farms no. and about this floralistic diversity. So we've got a, a challenge, I suppose, to turn this into something more of a commercial project than just a, you know, a fun project. And if we can invest back into these guys' farms and support them by purchasing their botanicals, then it's not only great for these regional towns and for tourism WA, it's great for our gin production. It gives us a real point of difference. It does. And also it features these great little towns as well. Now, with the process, I've always thought that gin was made out of the juniper berry, but do you use a different process? No, no. So gin has to have, the most dominant botanical has to be juniper. Yep. So all of our gin, the most dominant botanical is the juniper. So what we've done is built our recipe and just almost substituted things in and out to craft these different gins. And how do you get the flavours out of the plants that you've chosen? Do you soak them uh, in water or something like that? How do you extract the flavours for your gins? The process is a distillation process. To get the oils, which this is what we smell and taste out of the botanicals, requires alcohol and heat. So we cook each batch for about seven to eight hours and each batch produces about 120 bottles of gin only. And then from there, 120 bottles of gin a day is is what we produce. So very small batch. During that seven to eight hour process, we are constantly smelling and tasting the distillate that comes out of the the steel just to make sure we're capturing just the best, which is what we call the hearts, and that's what we bottle. With gin, is it a bit like wine? Because I know with wine, of course, it has to mature for a while. Does gin mature, or once it's distilled, is it done and ready to drink? It does improve within you know four or five days after distilling, but we kind of fast-track that process. We start with wine with our base, so our, our distilling process is very different to everyone else. Yep. Uh, we actually make the wine for the sole purpose of distilling, So our base spirit is a lot softer and rounder than say, commercially bought industrial ethanol, which most other distilleries use. And that distillate, we actually pass it through several oak barrels. And what that does is it continues to soften the palate and take away some of those higher alcohols, the things that don't really smell and taste that good. It's all part of the process. It's great to drink gin, but you have to make the packaging look attractive as well. So how much thought went into the the shape of the bottle and the label, etc.? The bottle that we use for our spirit, we import directly from, from Europe. Yep. So that's our kind of our signature, is that bottle, and that's across all our different spirits. The actual design of the label was a part of the process of the planning and the filming of each of the movies that we did for each town. Because, of course, every town has its own story and its own unique charm. Yes. And we wanted to portray that charm through the, the vision that we've got on the videos that we release every Tuesday for the next six weeks now and through the labels. And then later on, probably once this project is finished, we'll release a map of the Outback Gin Towns 
and tell a little bit more of the story of each town because there's so much to learn out there. There's so much beautiful history. Western Australia is just an extraordinary place, isn't it? It's so diverse. It took COVID to make people start being a tourist in their own backyard, which is kind of a shame that it's taken something so big to make people travel within our own borders, but I'm hoping that it's something that's going to stay. Yeah, it's just wonderful. You've produced a limited set of a 1,000 bottles. They are available at the the Wise Distillery and your tasting rooms. Will you be able to taste these in the towns where the initial plants came from as well? Absolutely. What we've done, every one of these Outback gins is available here at the distillery or from the town. So you can only buy the Wagen gin from Wagen or here, and Narogen only in Narogen and here. Most of the liquor outlets, so the bottle shops and the pub, have got it in each of the towns. Yep. The feedback's been incredible. In fact, a couple of the towns sold out before they actually got their first delivery of these gins. Really? So yeah. I, yeah, I do expect they're going to sell out very quickly, which is wonderful. Does that mean that you're going to have to do a little bit more collecting and make some more? Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose it will. We'll see what happens in that regard. I'm very excited about making these truly West Australian gins. You know, everyone talks about making unique botanical gins, but getting botanicals that are only grown in one location in the whole world is yeah. something that we celebrate and we want to explore a bit more. That's amazing. I've been speaking to Greg Garnish, who is both the winemaker and distiller at Wise Wines, which is in Mealup in the Margaret River region of Western Australia, which is, I can assure you, Mealup is certainly one of the best beaches uh, down in the southwest, isn't it? It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Well, you do bottle that in your wines, don't you, really? It's a pity you can't bottle the view occasionally, isn't it? <laughs> We'd like to. <laughs> Greg, thanks very much for talking to me. It's been a great pleasure and I can't wait, or probably more importantly, my wife can't wait to try some of your botanicals. Now, come on down. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check back on our website for other stories, specialists, funny travel tales, and anything else you might need to plan and safely enjoy your next trip. We look forward to hearing you back again soon. Soon.